Hello, hello. Check testing. Check. Hello, test. hello. Okay, we're all got, we're all here. And you good with levels, Lance? We're on the clock. Go ahead. Okay, we're good. Okay. Um. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for uh, you, what you said. You were gonna go. Uh, you're gonna go uh, promote. You're gonna promote. Okay. My name is Seth Anderson. To my to my uh, other end here is Nathan Anderson. We are brothers. Biannually, we put out a podcast about. Hollywood, the dream. We are filmmakers, and we discuss filmmaking and things like that. Today we have a special episode where we are going to talk about the best directors from the 70s on. 80s and 90s and today. Hi. I'm okay, I'm going to give you an introduction here. I'm sorry, here. I'm sorry. This is David Bischke right here. Uh, gentlemen, hear me now, brothers. It's an honor and a privilege that I am here podcasting with you today from thank the you, Podcast David. Extra. Thank you so much. Seth, you're a gentleman and a scholar, and I thank you for this opportunity. Nathan, likewise. So here's the rules. Game rules. And we're, we're on the clock here. We are on the clock. We have eight minutes to go through the best top five best directors of each decade, starting from the 1970s to the 2000s, the aughts, the zero zeros. So please, expo, expo attendees, crowd around, local cineasts, and listen to our... Uh, our, our, our top talk, five. Our top five. So the rules are we, we each assembled five directors. These are diehard, all-time greatest directors in our eyes. Yes. And uh, you can agree to totally disagree or agree. It's absolutely... You know, I think it's, it's, it's objective. It's totally objective. It's, Ooh. Well, um, we'll, see, we'll see about that, Seth. All right. So we're going to start out with the... This is from the 1970s, the 1980s, the 1990s, and today. Before we start the list, though. Okay, go, list. okay so go, go ahead. Nate. I just want to say something about the, the, high, uh, the high production value we all have today. I wanted to draw attention to our, our fabulous uh, poster that we, we looked, designed. It looked to the left on the video cast. The, uh, the thing about this is... Black kinda, on black. It's like, a ma- it's like a real shitty magic if you, eye. If you, look, if you go up to it, you've got to go... you got to catch the light on this mother. It's 3D. And, uh, You'll see a hidden image, and also uh, uh, it's an Australian. We we got an Australian graphic designer to come in and uh, do our poster for us. For got uh, her on Craigslist, and uh, she did it for what was it? How much did you get it for? About thirty four ninety nine plus tax. Thirty four ninety nine. It's Australian for tax. our hear me now, brother. Poster of the day. It says live or or live, just depending on how you guys take that today. Live, live noon. Like live at noon. Living live, living Let's live get on. at noon. So we're going to be live and we're going to live at noon. Sake. So now we begin. It is now 12.01. We have seven minutes to go through the 70s. Who's going to go first with the top five directors of the 70s? If you keep bringing out that clock, I'm going to come over there. <laughs> As the guest, I, I think I'll start. Is, is that okay? You are the guest. Okay. You are the guest. So you, you go. Your top five. So these are my top five directors of the, the 1970s, beginning with number five. Go for it. Um, number five. Number five. Peter uh, Bogdanovich. Bogdo. I don't know if you know Bogdanovich. He was good friends with Orson oh, sure, Welles. Sure, he's on TV. He's on The Sopranos right now. He's an actor. And certainly his highest uh, rated decade was the 1970s. Definitely, definitely his best period was during kind of the a, Kind of a poser director. A uh, true name se- dropped a lot of his favorite directors and copied them directly. That, that's a good choice. Top five. Yeah. But indeed, uh, let's, let me just name a few here. 
Um, the Last Picture Show, obviously. Last Picture Show won the Oscar. Paper Moon, one of my favorite films of all time. Young, young Tatum O'Neill, uh, uh, very, very disturbingly hot for Be- an eight-year-old. In between that between oh. uh, Seth. Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears. <laughs> and uh, Tatum O'Neill is probably the greatest actor of the 1970s, actress of the 1970s, and actor. Married to John Macro for a time. And, uh, and another film starring Ben Gazzara in 1979 about a uh, prostitution uh, house in... Uh, in um, uh, the Philippines, starring uh, Ben Gazzara, called Saint Jack, which nobody else has ever seen and nobody will ever see. And I will never, me. I will never see that film because. But, but, s- but he's an interesting choice to pick in the seventies. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, Let's so number, number four. Who's number number four? four? Um, you guys might have this on your list. Uh, his name is Francis Ford Coppola. Have you ever seen a film that low? He's your that number four. Low. He's number four. He's number four. He did. A, he did a few good films in the seventies. Uh, he did. <laughs> he did a film <laughs> called The Conversation. Uh, he did. He did the film called The Godfather. Um, he also had a, a part two to The Godfather. The yeah, and, a, part and a part two. three in the in the late eighties. Well, part three in the late late eighties, early nineties. That um, what if he was almost as almost as good as the nineties as he was in the seventies. But the seventies was his decade. And apoc- apocalypse now. And uh, Cop- Coppola was. The we'll 70s talk more man. about Coppola because I'm sure he might be on your one of your guys' list. I have a guess. Keep it going. Uh, Brian number three is Brian Brian De Palma. Okay, uh, Brian De Palma in the 1970s. I know, you know, a lot of people think he's um, he's he's, he's uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree kind of with that. Boy, don't you that know? might not be his decade, but um, I think Brian De Palma. Uh, let, me, let me just list off the films here, just to, to, to you're citing which one for him. Um, 1970, he made a film called Hi Mom with Robert De Niro that I don't, uh, I don't think anyone has seen except for me. Um, I've seen no, okay, Mom. okay, maybe some people have seen it, but <laughs> but uh, Robert one of Robert De Niro's best films, uh, and it's it's really a, a, a true classic of the '70s that is uh, unsung. Uh, he also did Sisters, uh, with Sisters Mar- is Margot Kidder, well regarded, and uh, Obsession. I guess I guess these are, I guess so. I, Carrie, I would hold on, I'm not done yet. <laughs> Carrie in uh, 1976 and uh, The Fury in 1978. Who can forget John Travolta and uh, Sissy Spacek and Carrie, huh? No, Carrie, I mean, has to be the ultimate horror film of the 70s. It's really, it's really well edited. I don't know if it's really well directed. No, it's, it's pretty much, uh, in terms of uh, the horror genre, he's pretty much mastered it. He's pretty much the extension of Hitchcock into the 1970s, taking the, the fantasies. Okay, I'll move and, and, on. Oh, and to be noted, Brian De Palma is still making work at, at, a, at, a, really, at really a large scale. I don't consider I him... Considered like, I, I recently saw, um, what was that... Pieces. He did Black Black Dahlia, Black Dahlia that, this year. I don't I don't consider him very much the same filmmaker as his as he was in the seventies or the eighties. But he's stuck in a genre. I mean, he's still doing his he's work. He's still doing genre work, and uh, he's still trying. So uh, uh, kudos for that. Number two uh, in my seventies num- list. Number three. Hold on. Number two in my seventies list is uh, John, John Cassavetes. Okay. Ah yes. <laughs> uh, we were talking about him yesterday, and um, and you know a lot of people said um, you know John Cassavetes is. Uh, you know, he's uh, Faces was a good film, but uh, he did some other great films in the seventies, including the films, yeah. including um, Woman under the Influence, Husbands, nineteen seventy, Minnie and Mousewitz, uh, in seventy one, Woman under the Influence, and uh, Killing of a Chinese Bookie, which is probably the greatest gangster film of all time. Yeah, he should be included, in the, he did do great work right there. I mean, he really is the ultimate independent filmmaker in uh, the sixties. No, in the sixties, underline it. He did no, he did a couple. He did only two films in the sixties. The seventies was his decade. Um, and uh, his partnership with um, you, you were you were you were giving me so much shit for thinking about Casper. I, I thought I would, about Casper. That's because I was throwing you off. You were He's number two. Derailed. Number one is uh, <laughs> number one is clearly without a, beyond a shadow of doubt is Robert Altman. Robert Altman is the greatest Bobby, film Bobby Altman. of the 1970s. Um, Simply for man. I'll just I'll list them off here, and I don't have to say anything to really qu- qualify my uh, pick of him. Uh, 1970 Mash, Brewster McCloud, 1970. 
70. McCabe and Mrs. Miller, 71. Images, 72. Images. You're long, including images. As it's a good film. For your consideration. The, the Long Goodbye, 73. Long Goodbye. Thieves Like Us, 74. California Split, 74. Uh, Nashville, 75. Buffalo Bill and the Indians, or Sitting Bull's History yeah, Lesson, okay, 76. That's, that's more Three than Women, enough. 77. I mean, I, I, and, I think... And, uh, yeah, it's hard to think of the 70s without Bobby Altman doing his it's stuff. It's the greatest decade for a single director in the history of cinema. Oh, man. All right. So you're that saying, is, you're is saying Altman is the 70s. Altman is the 70s, and he's also the greatest filmmaker of all time. He's still working today, too. We talked yes, about it. yes. Okay, well, so I'm going to go through my 70s real, uh, real quick. There are some repeats. Uh, number five is a horror director, Italian director by the name of Dario Argento. You put Argento in number five. I did put him in a five, kind of got in there at the end. Uh, he did a string of visually compelling horror films that just are not... He's considered I, I, I the Italian say, okay. horror meister? Yeah, it's, it's the same plot. We, we, it's the same plot, but it's, it's his Don't direction. Don't denigrate on, him. He's one of your top five. No, it's the same, <laughs> it's the same plot, but, it, but his direction on top of it is just, in, just impeccable direction. Impeccable. Just an amazing vision. No, Dario Geno is a fun time. Not as good as the bomb, but Number anyway. four is the only time Martin Scorsese is going to show up on any of our lists, I think. Yeah. Martin Scorsese is really a big director the 80s, in the 70s, in my opinion. I, oh. I, I think he is a great director. In the 70s, he should be put in there. Mean Streets, yeah. Taxi Driver, yeah, absolutely. Mean Streets, Taxi Driver. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Do you disagree yeah. on Alice no. doesn't live here anymore? The only reason, I'm, and he's got a couple of strikes against him, uh, New York, New York, and... <laughs> New York, New York, but... <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You're talking about during that era, 70s? The last waltz is kind of weak. But the but. end of the 70s really culminates with... Um, with uh, I want to <laughs> refer. I want to refer to all of them at, by the first name, like Marty. No, Marty. Marty. Number three, Robert Altman. We already talked about number two, Francis Ford Coppola, the best, just one of the greatest American directors, possibly the greatest film of the seventies. Single film of the seventies is The Godfather Part Two. Agreed. One uh, of the greatest films of all time. The direction of the conversation is a class in direction. It yeah. is. It is. Uh, it is a class in tone. It is just you have to show this to directors. Yeah, it's uh, it's outstanding. Very good list, Seth. Very good The list. best of the oh. new American, uh, one of the best of the new Americans, best of the Lucas Spielberg school is Coppola. He, yeah. is, the, he is the father. Two. And number one. Oh, one, yeah. Number oh, one, one is one, possibly yeah. my favorite American director of all time, Terrence Malick, for two oh, films. Oh, Malick? Badlands and um, Days of Heaven. Days of Heaven. Two films, then he disappears for 15 years until 1997 or 98 when he comes back with Thin Red Line. Terrence Malick is my favorite director, possibly working today. Oh, yeah. Um, I, got a, I got a double on that. And. Um, that's it. That's the seventies. We are at Beautiful. the uh, eight minute mark. We got. We we're gotta, at the exactly gotta, at the eight minute mark. Let's, let's get your top it. three, Nathan. We don't rush it. No, no. Top five. Let's do it. Well, do top it. five. We got some repeats. Just repeat. Yeah. yeah. Rush through your repeats. No. <laughs> number five, though. Number five. He said he, he did shift. You have him as number one. I have number five. Terrence Malick. Just because he is a director. Ah. He is a director that is often not even working. I mean, like you have you have three year, four year gaps between each film. It's true. It's he hard did two films. Him, it's really hard to put him in a certain decade. I would say I would say seventies just because of Badlands and Days of Heaven. Yeah, it's like All the right. strongest. All but right. he is working now. Psh, still can't do it. Number four, Nicholas Rogue. Like yeah. I can't believe you guys overlook Rogue. I'm sorry, I totally forgot about him right now. Stylistically, he's <laughs> he's he's the oddball. He's the wild card in anybody's deck. Performance. Don't look now. You got performance. The, the man who fell to earth. Man who fell to earth. With um, David Bowie. You got walkabout. Walkabout. Don't forget that. Uh, don't look now. 
uh, Bad Timing uh, with uh, Garfunkel. Just, just really strange, interesting films. Yeah. Amazing editing. And and the strength of him. The editing, yeah. The strength of him alone would be director. I mean, he's just Yeah, he's a director. He's, he's an auteur. But he sure did go to shit uh, in lady in the, later in the 90s. And uh, he did a movie called Body Massage with Mimi Rogers <laughs> that I watched on full, Cinemax. Full, full Body Massage. Full Body Massage with the dude, from, body with the dude from FX who I believe is dead. Is he Bra- not? Brian Brown might be dead. Yeah. Good <laughs> editing. Can good editing in there. Body Massage. Convert full Body no Massage. Audience here, but good editing and Full Body Massage. Okay. Well, number three. The 70s, we, we, you know, number three, Scorsese, Marty. Mark. Marty again. Okay, so it isn't the only time. Simply for I, Taxi I spoke Driver. Too soon. Taxi I spoke, Driver, Mean Streets. Mean Streets. Those, Mean those, those Street. are 70s films. Those are hardcore. Those are strong as hell. Right. Number yeah. two, Bobby Altman. He, he, only, only two for, for the reason where he's most prolific, but I still think he's a strong director throughout the 80s, too. Yeah. He's just lying dormant, you know? Yeah. Nashville. And your number one, Nathan. Number one, Coppola. Just because of Godfather Part Two, yeah, I, I yeah. mean, guys, we're, we're gonna hit, we're gonna hit up on the same things. Just because yeah. 70s. There is nothing sense. like that scene in Godfather Two when Michael Corleone is in Cuba and he sees that explosion and he's in the night and he's in the. There's he's nothing. In the re- I mean, that in is conversation. A, there's nothing like uh, San Francisco in the 70s. No, I mean, there's nothing like. I'd love no, to we, walk we around. No, we went, we went back period. to San Francisco to Union Square. It was a commercialized zone. It was very, uh, very disappointing. We actually have a movie coming out called The Conversation Part 2. <laughs> this is no character. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's move on to the well, 1980s. I, I, no, I think it's a tie, and uh, we're going to have to do our consolidated list later in, a, in a re- another recorded show. Or in the block. Or Mo- in the block. Most deaf. <laughs> we're going to okay. fight it out for Bobby, ver- Bobby versus uh, Coppola. 1980s, no. the me decade. David, give me, give me some 1980s. This is the toughest decade among... Jonathan Demme. Just, wh- while you're doing the 80s, I just want to rock out. Okay. I just want to hold it like that. Can I do that? You can do. You can. You can rock it out like that. Maybe. Maybe Jim a Moore. few people look over here a little bit more. No. 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 We don't. We don't need an audience for this. Okay. Number five is. It is. <laughs> it is Jonathan Demi. <laughs> Jonathan Demi, married to the mob in '88, swimming to Kimbo. No, married no, to the mob. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, Melvin and Howard, uh, stop making sense. Something wild. All stop classic '80s films. Stop topping heads. Yeah. The, the best. To- one of the best music films. One of the best music films of all time. Says it on the DVD. Yeah. And, exactly. uh, right on the cover. And uh, so I'll just leave it at that. Number four, Woody Allen. Uh, okay, real, you put Woody Allen in the 80s. Yeah, I mean. Strongest in the 80s. I mean, he's very strong in the 70s. No one's going to deny that. I think some of his best comedies came He was almost uh, on my 70s. 70s. Yeah, but he Stardust deepens as a director in the 80s. He and definitely all agree deepens as a director. And, 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 and in part, it's due to Gordon Willis' cinematography. No I think shit. You, I think you can't, you can't really Gordon, separate a movie like Manhattan from G. Gordon Willis' cinematography did, in that Did film. Gordon Willis shoot Manhattan? Did he shoot the he iconic bridge? Oh, yeah, shot? of course he shot Manhattan. I didn't know if it was, it was him he or shot Manhattan. He shot Stardust Memories. I thought it was Haskell Wexler. The Prince of Darkness, yeah. No, it's not Wexler. It's it's good. See, that's Gordon. a name. That's a name I couldn't remember yesterday. Yeah, Gordon Medium Willis uh, and, and Haskell Wexler. That's right. Um, but but also he became a director. Yeah. Uh, and Hannah and her sisters, Crimes and Misdemeanors, and he did a lot of other films in the in the eighties. And Crimes uh, and Misdemeanors. He, in that he's 90s? really a very important uh, filmmaker. Uh, um, Intel, intelligent uh, Stardust. You know, he's kind of a he's yeah. kind of a, a one note guy, but uh, he's always one funny. note and. Um, I don't agree with that. Okay, let's move on. Number <laughs> three uh, is uh, director of, uh, by the name of Louis Maul. Uh, very Louis Maul. Very good the 80s. Very good 80s film uh, maker. I, I think it was his best decade. He made some good films in the 70s, like worthy. But, they, but, the, but uh, he made, in the 80s, he made Atlantic City, My Dinner with Andre. Uh, my, my Dinner with Andre. I mean, Lea Femme. I don't speak French, but I think that's how you pronounce it. And, and I, which I think is in many ways is just as strong a film as maybe say like 400 Blows or something it's about his childhood and Louis, very, oh yeah, very yeah autobiographical Les le Enfants Les Enfants Les Enfants uh, it's a foreign I, film I'm not, I'm not going to say it but uh, My Dinner with Andre was uh, very important <laughs> philosophically and culturally in the 1980s I think it 
It laid its stamp. Uh, number, number two and number one are pretty much no-brainers, and I think they're probably number two and number one on your list, hopefully. Uh, number two is David Cronenberg. Uh, David Cronenberg. Huh? One of, of the, the 80s. One of the greatest yeah. filmmakers of all time, and also uh, I think the 80s is his strongest decade. I left him off my list. Scanners, is, a, Scanners is an all-time classic Scan- with, the, with the head explosion. and uh, Scanners dude, is the best dude, Michael That head I- blows up. His, that dude's head blows up. <laughs> that dude's head blows up. And, and, and that, That's what uh, made it a hit. But it is the best Michael Ironside film of all time. It is the wor- that the lead actor in that film is dubbed or something. The whole movie. I think dubbed. Scanner's a little. Yeah. I mean, it's great. In, in retrospect, Videodrome. Videodrome is. Come on, best air bladder you're ever going to see there. The Fly uh, is a great film. Uh, you, you can't deny that. Um, culmination uh, of his body horror work. Yes. And, uh, and I think it's it's pretty much. I think it's his best film. I mean, it's just 90 minutes and out. You get the the fly getting blown up at the end, and you Jeff, get, Jeff you Goldblum's get best performance you get by far. Dead Zone is okay, but Dead Ringers is a very good film. Dead Ringers is the next wave for him. It's his 90s yeah, it's, work. Yeah, it's becoming Dead a, Ringers a little bit more refined of, yeah. and a little bit more, um, you know, people started really taking him seriously. But I think some of his funnest work is in the 1980s. Uh, number one, of That's course, and you can't deny this, Brian De Palma is I'm the I'm going to deny Brian De Palma the <laughs> 1980s. Brian De Palma is the greatest filmmaker of the 1980s. Flat he rules over that decade with extreme prejudice. And uh, he um, dressed to kill, blowout. Scarface, blow up, blow up. Scarface, body double, wise See, guys, cas- 80s, casualties, of, casualties of war. <laughs> Scarface is the ultimate film of the 1980s, and no one's going to argue that. He really made an aesthetic out of uh, what was a very ugly, um, very... Uh, um, what were the color scheme you would use to define the pastel? The, the, the pastel pas- soaked the pas- early the pas- 80s. Yeah. The pastel soaked early 80s. De Palma rose above it and made a new aesthetic. And he really made a, 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 a new genre, which nobody really carried out in the 80s, but it, it was the ultimate gangster gangster film of the 1980s. And All right, let's, fabulous, let's go on to my fabulous. list. That was so great. That's, De Palma. That's the 80s. De Palma. I really Brian, think, Brian De Palma. I really think Body Double is... I don't know what your. Fa- I, I mean, I. You can watch it for its cheese. You can watch it, but it is not a serious film. That I cannot take that serious. Thing. It doesn't. It, it's hilarious. <laughs> Come on, man. This is one of the greatest. Right, that's the kind of movie you watch, and you get to watch it right Miller, away. Right after. Is okay, there's a couple of repeats here, but my top five of the '80s Craig here. Watson. Number five is a is a is a tie. It's very tough for me. Uh, Jim Cameron and Ridley Scott are both going for the sort of same um, science you can't fiction. Tie. You got to yeah, pick one. I'm, well, ego machismo. Well, Ridley Scott's more closer to my okay, heart. Okay, Ridley Scott, and I like number five, Ridley Scott, Blade Runner. Okay, yeah. Blade Runner, and but Alien is a '70s film. Can I put that in yeah. the '80s? Can I? Because Legend, Legend is sort of a half film. It's not really a, f- a full film. <laughs> yeah. Black okay, Rain is a put, non-film. Black Rain is a <laughs> Legend's like a short film that's uh, two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a Brian Ferry on the sound. Anyway, uh, Tangerine Dream. Uh, number four is a yeah. repeat. Woody Allen. I do agree that uh, Stardust Memory starts the '80s off with the masterpiece, and yeah. um, Hannah and her sisters I still is think one 70s of the is stronger. With Hannah and her sisters is, is his best drama. I think it, it trumps it's, it's Annie Hall. Competition in the '70s, though. I think Hannah and her sisters is amazing. Uh, yeah, he's a no, director. He's a director without a decade, man. Number three is David Lynch. I think his best films in the, were in the '80s. I think Elephant Blue Man. Velvet. Yeah, and Blue, Blue Velvet, Velvet is the, one of the best films of the 80s. Yeah, Blue Velvet not, contends with Scarface, but even uh, Scarface Dune, takes it. But yeah. Even Dune's kind of a, a beautiful mess. Dune, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. Didn't, yeah, yeah. And then Wild at Heart at the end in the 80s. Wild at Heart, yeah. Uh, number two is a, is a dark horse I'm going to put in there, a personal favorite, Peter Weir. Peter Weir, uh, is yeah. a great Australian director. He's not tour. He puts, uh, puts out consistently good work, especially now. I think Master and Commander was undersung. It yeah. is one of the best That's, films yeah, of the Yeah, I think he's getting better. I think undeniable, it's better. undeniable. So you've got well, Dugalopoli and you've got Year of Living Dangerously and yep. Witness, which Witness, is a genre film, film which is film. like, but it's like, Harrison Ford is the best. direction's amazing, the photography's amazing. Um, and then my number one of the 80s, I'm not putting David, I'm not putting Brian, I'm putting David Cronenberg. He is the number one oh, director of the 1980s, in my opinion. I think Videodrome is the 
Wait, where was De Palma on your list then? De Palma was never on my list. He what never will be on my list. I'm not, a, I'm not a big De Palma fan. I've never bought into the De Palma plane, oh. train that you've been trying to get me on oh. for the last six years that we've I known you. I thought we were, when we were talking about this, I thought, I thought it was implied <laughs> that De Palma was going to be on your list. Uh, Okay, I'm anyway. very surprised. I'm very surprised I, by never, your '80s list. I, th- this is the one that I found. I had like I, I had about I thirty think, that had to be on top I don't think you can deny five. Cronenberg. He comes to culmination with all the films he did in the '70s up to 1986 as The Fly. It is yep. like I said. It is all the stuff. All agreed, his preoccupations are you guys. absolutely mature. No one's arguing. And that then he you. shifts gears into we're, Dead Ringers, and then we get Crash and all these great films like Existence. And this, we're not like, arguing not, that. Not, not arguing that. We got some major. He's the number one director. We got some major omissions. Major omissions. Let's hear him. Number five. Adrian Lyne. Oh, Adrian <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talk about this. These these guys, you guys are talking about the movies that you guys watch maybe during the 80s or you watch now, thinking back about the 80s. I'm talking about what people were watching, okay? <laughs> what people were watching. What our parents were, were watching when we were in bed. People were watching Flashdance, okay? Yeah. People were really getting into Flashdance. Yeah. And, you know, uh, this is something that has marked our hearts. It just, well, just for dance. It's, 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 it's the first real Michael Bay film, yeah. Also, no, you know, no. I mean, I'm sorry. What is it? It's Bruckheimer that did it. Dom Simpson did it. It's the first, yeah. It's yeah. the entry and on the, the last, world stage probably. of. And a lot of these, a lot of these, you experience. I mean, for me personally, <laughs> you experience later. You know, you watch them later on TV with your pants off. So this is like nine, nine and a half weeks. <laughs> Nine and a half weeks and maybe Fatal Attraction. And I think uh, these are the movies that people watched in the 80s. Adrian Lyne's yeah. undersung. I, I think he's, yeah. you know, like his work and like... He uh, did Jacob's Ladder. I mean, he's done... He did uh, Unfaithful about... Uh, Unfaithful. That's recent, but yeah. Go on. Yeah. Okay, go I'm, on. I'm, saying, I'm just saying that those are the ones. Number four, John Hughes. And I'm surprised he's not on your list Yeah, for John 80s. Hughes, respectful. Respectfully. I mean, we, got, we got Ferris Bueller. He, he defined he defined a lot of our lives. And uh, I mean, Ferris Bueller's kind of just one of those movies. It's just like the, the way he had it. He captured... Teenage youth in the yeah, 80s. It's true. It's true. And, and, and it's all it's, and all it's his masterpiece. No, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's ironic that you should say that one of your favorite films is The Breakfast Club. I, I don't think that's an ironic pick. He did no, so many good He did Breakfast Club. I mean, he got 16 counties. He did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. He did Uncle Buck. I mean, we're talking, these are all 80s <laughs> yeah, classics. Gems. You know? Career opportunities. <laughs> Career opportunities. Yeah. So we got a lot of John With Jennifer Connelly at her best. A lot of John Hughes fans. Number three? Especially in the 80s. Number three, I'm surprised he's not on your list. we got Terry Gilliam. <laughs> Uh, that is an omission. Uh, almost every, omission, yeah. almost every film student and and some people that were solely into films for Brazil went to Brazil. Brazil. They no, went into about films. four or five times. Adventures Brazil, of Adventures of Baron Munchausen. And then, and then Meaning of Life came out later. Time the Bandits. Year. Time Bandits. Time Bandits. Eighty three. Yep. Gilliam yep. broke away from the Monty Python gang and became his own new vis- yeah. visionary outstanding. director. Outstanding. Outstanding. But outstanding career as a director. Number even two. to this day. But there's some there's some black eyes there. Uh, number two, uh, Vim Vendors. Yeah, uh, this uh, is this is someone uh, uh, when when you get to the tail end of the '80s, you want You want you, you know you, you go exploring. I, I remember exploring new new wave cinema, new wave German cinema. Yeah, new wave. There's German a lot of great cin- stuff. Yeah. There. German cinema is so strong in the '80s. Yeah. But he, he, had, he had a, he had a cross promotion. I think there's a film that still marks people, which is Paris, Texas, with yep. Harry Dean Stanton. Indeed. That 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 movie is just an incredible film in the '80s. Probably one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, uh, he did uh, My American Friend, which is a great '80s film. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about just the way the way they Beautiful were shot. Beautiful cinematography. In the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Wings and, of Desire. Wings of the, the 80s? Yeah, Wings of Desire as well. Yeah, absolutely. Which a lot of people cite as as probably which was remade in City Bender's of Angels best. with, with uh, Nick Cage and Meg that was Ryan. A remake? Yeah, number no, one, re- David Cronenberg. No remake. No remake. of <laughs> City of Angels. His character was called Seth in that. Just so you know. <laughs> Hits home. Number one, David Cronenberg. N- number one, David Lynch. David Lynch. Oh, I just think a powerhouse. He came off of some real miserable stuff, and then we got Blue Velvet, and you got all that miserable stuff. Miserable stuff. I, I, well, you don't you, like no. Elephant Man. We're talking about we're talking about Dune. Yeah, Elephant Man into Dune. I think his strongest film is Eraserhead. He should have done Return of the Jedi. The when he had, 
Uh, tail yeah. end of well, the 70s. Right, that's the 70s. And I, yeah. But in one film in the 70s, you can't put that... No, I no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, My problem with Ridley when, Scott... When I, about, when I think about the 80s, I think about, you know, me in a ball cap walking into a blue velvet matinee. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can I pour through my 90s here? Well, we've got 10 minutes left. Should we skip to the thousands or the 90s? Do you want just your 90s? 90s. I'm going to pour through them here. Right. 90s will be right. fast, huh? Right. Okay. Number five, because uh, we'll basically it's such a shallow decade. Four out of five of my filmmakers only had two films in that decade. But number five is uh, Doug Lehman. I don't know if anyone <laughs> knows who that is. but <laughs> Doug Lehman is a uh, go. He did a film called Swingers. We got five minutes? Five minutes. Five minutes. Oh, okay. Never, keep going. Keep going. We'll do the 90s. Maybe do the, we do the, do the thousands. We'll do the thousands? Yeah, we'll do the 90s on our show. You'll just have to listen to it. Yeah, you're going to have to listen to the 90s later. Eh, it's the, best, the best director's working today. Best director's working uh, Rapid fire. today. Number five, I would, I would take uh, Zhang Yimou, the, uh, the um, Asian director. Of, That's uh, a mouthful, Dave. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> he, he, did, he did the movie Hero, if you saw that. Uh, no, no. Hero, uh, House of Flying Daggers, fantastic films, really putting American cinema to shame with its... With its um, powerhouse action. Yeah, it outdoes the Matrix, maybe. Uh, number four, I, I, I take... Um, Hero will blow some paint off some walls, you know? I take... Uh, um, um, uh, wait, wait, where am I? Oh, sorry. Steven Soderbergh. So- Steven Soderbergh. Um, I, think, I think he's doing some of his best work in this decade. Um, obviously, he began it with a great year in 2000 with um, Aaron Brockovich and... Uh, Traffic. Traffic. And uh, he continues uh, to this day. I, I thought Bubble was a very interesting uh, venture for him. Um, if, if anyone saw that direct DVD release, <laughs> very hard to see. The, the hubbub about that was like it was released in theaters, DVD. Yeah, and it was, was HD net film. Was, I mean, he's he's pushing TV. boundaries. Mark um, Cuban, Mark he, Cuban, is he around? Yeah, I don't know, I don't think he's here, but uh, but but he's pushing boundaries. Number number three, uh, Werner Herzog. I think Herzog. Documentaries, uh, <laughs> Grizzly Man in particular. No, no, come on, come on. Herzog is doing his best work is that right the one now. You disagreed with in our tops. You did. That oh. was that was the bone you had to pick, Tim. No, for. no, no. Have you Gr- even seen Grizzly Man? Have Grizzly you seen Man. <laughs> um, if you've seen The White Diamond, you want to go to Alaska and get killed by some Wheel of Time. With he did a film on the Dalai Lama. Beautiful, uh, beautiful uh, the, yeah, spiritual the diamond, film. No, no, no. Let's 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 respect him in his elderly. He, I can I can listen to Werner Herzog narrate a film for all of eternity. Okay, that that is that what is, do you that, think? That is my that is heaven to me. Okay, okay. Number two, I would take uh, Gus Van Sant. I think. Ooh, after, on my list. After the '90s, I think he um he is he has stepped into a new. I think he has the ultimate style of this decade. If you've seen Elephant, uh, Last Days, we have uh, a, a new style here, which is uh, even from quite J- un- from from Jerry on. Yeah. It, and Jerry, yes. Jerry's From Jerry, incredible Cause, looking. Because he began in 2000 with Finding Forrester, which basically <laughs> ends any film director's career. Okay. And good, he comes out of you that. You do Goodwill Hunting, then you do shoot yourself in the foot and do Finding Forrester. He did Finding Forrester in 2000. So that's a strike against him. That's why he's number two. He but psycho. then he did Last Days. He did... Um, psycho, man. He did some bad work. That, that was the 90s, though. Oh, yeah. Um, he did Last Days and Elephant, which is, I think, one of the top films of the decade, oh, which I we agree. all agree on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two minutes. Okay, number one, uh, Alexander Payne. I think he's doing some of his best work right now. Sideways. About Schmidt is, is one of my favorite films of all time. Jack Nicholson and, uh, and Sideways, great film. Uh, he's my favorite director of the, uh, the 2000s. Okay, go ahead. That's your favorite director of the 2000s? Yes. Did you skip one? No, I didn't. All That's right. five. Real quick, mine's is uh, Two minutes. No, number five is uh, Wong Kar Wai, uh, 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 the, the for love. Chinese director. In the Mood for Love. Uh, very <laughs> Chinese. Did 20, He's Chinese. Hong Kong. He's from Hong Kong. Yeah. It's not John Woo. Okay, go. That's the 90s. Werner Herzog. uh, (laughs) I'm going to put Werner Herzog because I think he's doing some amazing stuff. And if you saw, you liked his stuff in the 70s, right? Come on, come on. His stuff with Klaus Kinsey, you got to admit. We're not Uh, going to convince anyone here. Let's move on. Gus Van Sant. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I will agree with Gus Van Sant. 
Number two, I will agree with Alexander Payne. Number one, I think Stoven, Steven Soderbergh is the best director working today. I think he, yeah. uh, I look forward to every film that he puts out. I cannot wait for Gorilla with, uh, uh, 11, Del, what's his name? 12, uh, 13. Uh, Benicio he, does He's got uh, the good German coming out with Soderbergh. Yeah, no, he's, he's got a lot so on his plate, and I'm pumped. So I'll do my top five real quick. Top five real quick, Nate. Let's a lot, do it. A lot of doubles. Alexander Payne. Yeah. A little sideways. Real, real interesting work there. Okay, Election in the 90s. Election in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. But still. Number four, uh, 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 indie film director named David Gordon Green, who's done yeah. a movie called uh, George Washington. Yeah. And he also did uh, All, All the, the Real, Real Girls. Girls. A lot yep. of people probably won't know about him. Unsung, but I think he's independent. But, uh, also a film called Undertow. Undertow. Which, was, which is very which, which well is regarded. Like no, he, needs to be, he needs to be regarded in this decade very much. Okay, number three, Soderbergh. He's, he's low on my list just because there's a couple of, there's a couple of Oceans movie in there. Um, you know, full, full frontal. <laughs> he, I, like Oceans. I love Oceans 12. The short I just film like and Eros was a little He's weird. having a little fun, having a little fun. <laughs> Number two, Pedro uh, Almodovar. Almodovar, yeah, no, he, he was, he's number six for I me. Think he's he, great. I think he's a director at, talk, his, at his peak performance right now. Talk to her in Bad Education, classics. And Volver coming out. Number Volver. one, number one, Werner Herzog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because, who knows? But he's 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 probably going to come out with a Star Wars prequel and blow everybody away. Who knows, yeah. right? <laughs> now, now, low liars, outliers. In our last, uh, wait, uh, we got we got two minutes and we're going to leave at eight twelve twenty eight. We got, we got zero minutes. Uh, okay, no, low liars, out, out liars. You know who I didn't choose? I did not choose David Fincher. Has not put a film out uh, since Fight Club, uh, I did, and I did not choose him in the '70s. I did not put Christopher Nolan. I think that there can are I some. Just, films. Can I just quickly say my most overrated of each decade? Yeah. 1970s Hal Ashby never made a good film. <laughs> 1980s Steven Spielberg never made a good film. And and of this decade, I would say Robert Rodriguez is the most ridiculously stupid filmmaker that's probably ever existed. Yeah, he's a total total. Let's just do a flame fest right yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. So uh, before Come everybody, on, everybody leaves <laughs> from here, everybody take a look at our shitty magic eye, uh, ma- ma- shitty magic eye poster there. Yeah, we spent three hundred forty nine, and we're done, and we're out, and we're out. Thank you, thank everybody, you, take thank a you, look Expo. at that. Thank you, Expo. Thank you, Expo. Here we are, Thank you so much, guys. Thank you, Expo. Thank you. <laughs> it's like we're all doing this with a bunch of speedballs.